Are you ready, kids? You're listening to the M&P Podcast with your hosts, Doyle. Hello again, everybody. Doyle here. And Jeff. And Jeff guy's a real jerk. BillyGoat.com. What? Promo code MPPOD. What? 10% off your order. What? Go there now. Give me a hell yeah! Yeah, all right. Episode 31 of the M&P Podcast coming to you live, pre-recorded, and it's going to sound a little different this week because I totally messed up scheduling. Uh, Doyle had reached out to me on Saturday and said, hey, you good to record this podcast at uh, 1.30 on Sunday? And I said, yes, but I was drunk. Forgot I made that promise. So at 1.30 on Saturday when I was golfing with a buddy for his birthday, Doyle texted me to let me know he was ready to record and was trying to figure out where I was. So, naturally, Doyle was pretty upset. And I'm assuming that in the piece he recorded, uh, he blasted me. And that's probably a fair uh, criticism. So listen for that because what Doyle did was send me an entire clip of him talking about the Flyers this week because things are actually happening. So uh, I'm going to give you a quick rundown of what I wanted to cover, and then I will turn it over to Doyle to handle the rest. So without wasting any more time, there's three things. I'm going to start with the summer of pandering, right? Keith Jones, Danny Briere this summer, they're on this war path. We're rebuilding. We're getting back to a simpler time. Our jerseys are more orange than before burnt orange, kind of burnt sienna, not really a pumpkin, a little bit darker, some red in there, not the 90s orange, but close, we like it, more orange, Uh, hashtag a new era, so now they just painted the logos on the ice, and they went back to (gasps) dual logos, and everybody's like, oh my god, Ed Snyder smiling from heaven, this is amazing, so all that's left now, if you're keeping track, is a giant Kate Smith statue. Uh, somewhere in the stadium. So look out for that. Um, I think it's fine. This center ice logo is whatever. Uh, I was never really concerned whether or not a line went through it or not. Uh, And if you were concerned about a line through the center ice logo and you have been watching the last 10 to 12 years of Flyers hockey, uh, you're an idiot. And the team was the bigger issue than what was painted on the ice. So, uh, Fine that it's gone. Never really cared. Uh, Kate Smith sucks. That statue is the worst. Uh, Okay, so moving on. The Flyers also announced Brian Boucher will be jumping into the booth with Jim Jackson. Uh, Great choice. He is a good announcer, and he has all the same experience that's lining him up for an assistant president of hockey operations job next summer. So great for Brian Boucher. I'm glad he's going to move into upper management. Finally, Mark Recchi, Hall of Fame night has been announced. Uh, I understand why the Flyers did it, but Mark Recchi also did all of his Stanley Cup winning with other teams, so it feels kind of silly inducting him into the Flyers Hall of Fame. But uh, will I go? No, probably not. I haven't haven't had any interest in going to Flyers games. But will I watch it on TV if they air it? Yes. Will we talk about it on this podcast? Absolutely. So uh, with that, we can move on to a, a bigger topic, and that is the beginning of I gotta get the soundboard to work here okay the beginning of 
Uh, it's that wonderful time of year where everybody has watched a couple YouTube videos, now gets to see these guys in rookie camp, and has accurately guessed the whole trajectory of their careers. So I will leave rookie camp at this. Uh, players are going to look good and players are going to look bad. None of it really matters. Their careers aren't made at this time and you shouldn't put too much weight on anything they do. But with that being said, speaking of players' career trajectories not going where they wanted to, this Eklund rumor has popped up where Morgan Frost is going to be traded for some guy on the Senators in a cap dump. And uh, the thing that I don't understand is while Morgan Frost does stink, he is under contract. The guy they want to trade for needs a new contract and then they would take on another contract and a salary dump. So why would the Flyers want to do this? Why would they want to get this questionable asset, another anchor, in exchange for a guy they already have locked up for two years? doesn't make a lot of sense. And we'll go back to say that Eklund was the one that broke this. So it's probably a lie based off of all of his previous history because if he was correct, uh, the Flyers would, ha would have had Jay Bo Meester and Dustin Bufflin at least 17 times. Uh, take that with a grain of salt. He's probably not telling the truth. But that is my opinion, uh, and it's not uh, slanderous or whatever. Uh, let me just throw in some soundboard clips because I don't want anybody to think this is actual truth and fact. That and that. Yeah, it is ignorant, me. You're an idiot. All right, I will. Anyway, uh, I'm done. Thanks for listening, everybody. Next week we should have a, a dual episode, and by dual I mean a normal episode. But uh, sit back, relax, and listen to the dulcet tones of Doyle tell you about this week in Flyers Hockey. What's going on, everybody? This is the M&P Podcast. Uh, this is just the P Podcast because the M decided to big-time me and play golf and forgot he told me that he was going to record a podcast with me. Uh, that's right. I'm talking about the co-host of this show, Jeff. So, what a jerk. Guy stinks. Um, so now you're stuck with me doing my best Bill Burr impression of talking to myself for... However long I can talk, maybe 15 minutes, maybe 10 minutes, hopefully 10 minutes, because uh, I don't really know if I have that much to talk about. Um, but, so this would be episode 31, or 30 and a half, depending on um, if this counts as a full episode or not. But, um, as far as Flyers news goes around, uh, we haven't done an episode for like two weeks so we've missed uh, a lot of things that have gone on um, one of the first and foremost I guess I can get to is Morgan Frost everybody Frost warning uh, has signed his contract um, which everyone was you know a little I guess a little worried about that he was going to get signed to a long-term deal with uh, too big of a cap hit, but he signed a two-year deal with a cap hit of $2.1 million for this year and next. Now, hopefully this is someone that can, you know, 
take another step forward and have a more consistent uh, output, if you will, of points and playing and face-offs and defense and all that good stuff so he can finally, uh, you know, live up to some of the hype that surrounded him from his 2017 draft. Boy, was that a bad draft to remember. So let's not talk about that. Um... I guess the next thing that's going on is uh, Carter Hart's Instagram is now private, uh, and he removed the flyers from from that, so that's a big deal with this whole investigation looming that the NHL still has uh, given us no... Um, no... <laughs> no timeline or... Uh, you know, if this is this report is ever going to come out, and apparently the London police are like, no, this is still an open investigation, so who knows? But as of right now, Carter Hart is still a goalie for the Flyers. Um, maybe he's traded, who knows? Uh, and then we have the never-ending saga, which I wish would just end at this point, of Ivan Fedotov. Um he was, uh, excuse me, I'll take a sip of water. He was suspended by the IHF uh, to not play in the KHL games that he's playing in. And the whatever KHL team he plays for, CSKA, has kind of just double middle fingered the IHF. Kind of, you know, we don't care what you're going to do because you're not going to do anything. And uh, he's been playing anyway in their games, so... A lot of good that's done, the Flyers. Uh, so, I mean, at this point, I I wouldn't even, you know, really consider it. I don't think he's ever going to come to the NHL at this point. So, uh, moving on from him, uh, there, you know, there's other other goalie prospects that are, are better off. I mean, you have Urson, who is actually with the team and could potentially be the backup this year depending on if Cal Peterson is actually going to um, challenge for the backup role or is, if he's just going to be a uh, HL cap casualty that they're just going to eat all of his money uh, to send him down. Um, and then you have Kolosov, who's also in the KHL, who's been uh, very good lighting it up. Um, I believe he had a shutout the first game he played in. Um, and he's on loan for this year, so, you know, he can come over next year uh, and actually contribute to the Flyers, um, unlike Ivan Fedotov, who is also, like, 26 or 27 years old. Um, and then you have the two people who the Flyers drafted this year. One was Russian, and I can't remember his name. And then the other is, of course, Carson Bjarnson, uh, who played in the rookie games that were this past weekend and guess what i watched one of them kind of on saturday i didn't watch the one before so i don't really have anything to talk about about it um i guess bobby brink elliot desnoyer and tyson forrester didn't really give that great of a showing even though it was only like two week, two days into a camp two weeks listen to me not even close two days into a camp, basically, so I guess they're shaking the rust off, but, um, you know, you wish that they would have, uh, 
a better showing, I guess, because a couple of those guys are supposedly knocking on the uh, NHL door, if you will, um, even though I still think that there's a lot of bodies that are blocking a couple of them to even come up. I feel like Forrester is the only one that really even has a shot. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but it was nice to see like the likes of, uh, you know, Zade Wisdom. He had uh, a nice little power play goal um, and a couple fights, and he was getting all chippy. So that's his game. Um, I know he's been up and down between the minors and the ECHL and the AHL. So hopefully his game comes along this year and he's, you know, maybe a, a dark horse in the near future of someone who could play on like the bottom two lines. Um, I guess another thing that we could talk about is the uh, never ending, what it seems like Mitchkov watch of uh i mean it's it's over now because he's been sent down or he's been not sent down he's been loaned to a different team uh sochi um but the the before that the never ending of like oh is he scratched is he gonna play he's only gonna play three minutes he's the 13th forward um i mean i'm all excited for him and everything but like i can't live and die by uh every game of uh if he's going to play or not. So it's great that he got loaned to Sochi, even though that's apparently where his father was murdered last year. So I'm sure that that's not going something that he really, you know, really wants to go back to, but he has to in order to play hockey. So we'll see how that all shakes out. I still think it sucks that he's, you know, signed for another two years after this. And unless the uh, KHL and NHL can, you know, work out the transfer agreement that has ended since the Ukraine war started. Um, it kind of sucks that we kind of are waiting in the wings to see if he can come over here in two years, and it'd be much nicer if he could somehow get over here earlier. I would appreciate that much more. Um, the As far as hockey names go of the prospects, my favorites still are obviously Bobby Brink. Um, you still have Oliver Bonk, Alex Bump. And Denver Barkey, all the bees, those are great. Um, hopefully, you know, all of them can somehow be on the ice at some at the same time, sometime in the near future for the Flyers. Hopefully, all of those guys pan out because that would be really fun. Excuse me, drink a lot of water. Trying to stay hydrated here. Don't need dry mouth on a non-live podcast that. 17 people might be listening to and I think that might be way too many it might be like 7 um but uh you know just for things to talk about um um, the last week or so uh I've been car shopping um I'm sure if my girlfriend Stephanie is listening to this she's probably gonna fast forward through this part of the podcast because it's all I've been talking about Um, but my pickup truck, the frame is rusting under it, so I've been, uh, trying to shop that around and get some trade-in value, and I got absolutely low-balled at the Toyota dealership, uh, for two grand, which I kind of scoffed at and said, go fuck yourself, and, uh, tried to find, uh, a different place to trade it in to get some more 
bang for my buck, and I went to Car- uh, CarMax and got uh, four grand for it, which kind of depressed me, but uh, it's probably going to be the best bet that I get as far as trading value goes. So, um, yeah, so I'm trying to figure that out. I'm stuck between uh, RAV4, uh, Ford Ranger, or a Mazda CX-5, and the Mazda CX-5 is like the cheapest option um and it's supposedly a very reliable car but i really just like pickup trucks and this rav4 that i can't that i'm for some reason hung up on i guess because it's a toyota um and i already drive a toyota and they're very reliable um so it's kind of like the devil you know and i'm kind of hung up on that so i'm trying to make a decision in the next few days to get figure out what car i want and i have to get it shipped here or not and uh and my appraisal is only good for seven days. Otherwise, I have to get it reappraised. And you know how that goes. I'll probably just bump the money down because my car is not worth much. And, you know, it really pained me to see just everything in my car. I mean, it said my seats were stained. Because <laughs> you know what's going on there. I'm spilling coffee everywhere. Nothing else of the sort. Spilling coffee and water. Um, But, uh... But yeah, it, like the report that the guy showed me, he was like, you know, oh, all this is good, your tires are good, your transmission's good, and then it's like frame is rusted, undercarriage rusted, engine good, and it's just like, yeah, it fucking rust, it's really screwing me here. Otherwise, this truck would be fine, and I wouldn't have to sell it, but now I have to. And the whole process of buying a car right now stinks. There's no... There's, it's feel like there's no rules. All the prices are all crazy. I'm basically just... Especially with Toyota. Oh my god. The resale value. Like, every every RAV4 that I've looked at that's used has like 15,000, 20,000 miles on it. And it's basically just as expensive as a new one. So I'm like, well, I guess I might as well just get the new one. But it's like so expensive that I'm like... I. It just pains me that I would even have to pay the price for this. And then the guy at the Toyota dealership was like trying to run the numbers for me and I gave him my credit score and he was like, eh, you know, this is what it would look like. We call this the floor price, which is like a 10% APR or whatever. And I was like, yeah, it's going to cost you about like $600 a month. And I was like, how about you give me the... uh." you know, the numbers on something that would, you know, resemble my credit score. But instead, I just was like, yeah, I don't really like how that looks. This is the number I'm willing to pay. And then he's like, yeah, I'll see what I could do for you. And then the one thing I was appreciative, I guess, about was that he didn't, you know, keep me there while they were trying to appraise my car for like hours to drain me to just be like, all right, I don't just say, I just get me out of here and sign whatever. I guess that's what I was really worried about because then I asked uh, I asked Steph to come with me to CarMax because I was like, I need backup. At least if you're there, it's a two-on-one, full-court press them, and then I don't have to worry about, you know, signing something stupid and looking like an idiot. And she did come with me and ask some very nice questions about warranties and stuff like that that I didn't even think of. So that was... Uh, a much nicer experience. And she's, uh, 
I'm, I'm sure she's fast forward to the last like four or five minutes of this because it's just been a never ending thing of me scrolling through CarMax and sending my one friend like insurance like lookups for me so he can quote them for me and like asking all of my friends who have like RAV4s or Rangers what their experience is um, just because I uh, it's one thing I hate about buying a used car is you just don't know what's what's been in it, who's been in it, what they've done in it, what they've done to it. So you're really kind of just flying blind and just hoping that you don't get a dud. And that's really just my biggest worry in all of this. And I guess that's been pretty cathartic because I've just been talking to myself for the last five minutes and kind of speaking that all into existence and letting everybody check in on me mentally, this car buying process. It's been real fun. I guess moving back to some of the Flyers things that we have to talk about, uh, there's apparently interest in the Flyers, uh, well, in the Ottawa Senators player, Shane Pinto, who I don't really know much about. Um, I know he's young. He's 22. um, 22, possible blossoming star. Uh, he's a restricted free agent. The Senators can't get to, um, they can't reach a deal with him apparently. Uh, so, you know, they're, they're saying that, uh, like Elliot Friedman reported that the Flyers could be a team that's like checking in on this because the Senators don't have much cap space. So, um, this could be one of those deals that, you know, uh, they trade, they trade for the main piece, Shane Pinto, and then take back, uh, another, like, not too great contract, and the guess was, uh, Matthew Joseph, and I believe that's all been reported by, um, Anthony Sanfilippo, uh, the Flyers beat reporter, so, it's interesting, I mean, Shane Pinto put up, like, 20 goals last year, um, Apparently his two uh, people had concerns about his, you know, minus whatever rating. He's like a minus 25 or something. Um, And I guess uh, people are concerned about that. But then everybody's saying, well, he had two of the worst defensive line mates uh, that he was playing with. So, I mean, I don't know if you're the Flyers uh, team that's kind of looking for more of what could be a possible dynamic center. Um, why not take the, uh, the roll of the dice here? Um, I mean, what do you really have to lose? It's a 22-year-old up-and-coming possibly player. I guess it all just depends on who you take back and what you give up. Um, I don't know who would be going the other way, but everybody's been saying, like, well, you know, the Flyers... Flyers camp might be looking a little bit different next week if this all goes down, but um, the I guess the main belief is still that uh, Ottawa's going to work out um, a uh, a contract with him. So, um, so we'll see how that all shakes out, and you know, I, I guess. What else has been going on? Oh yes, we I went fishing yesterday on a tour um, with the lovely Stephanie. 
We didn't catch a damn thing, but uh, we drank some beers at like 8 o'clock in the morning, and there were a ton of nibbles, and definitely flounders were just making a mockery of us because they were just taking our bait. I think we've lost... They give us like one little thing, like one thing of bait that was actually pretty full, and I'm pretty sure we went through all of it almost by the end of the uh, the fishing tour there. So, I mean, it was it was still a fun experience. You know what they say, like a best a good day or a bad day fishing beats about a good day anywhere else, and that was very true in this case. So, I'd do it again, um, and. I don't know. I feel like I've always had fun, even if I don't catch fish. So, only downfall of the the whole thing was the the uh, captain was a little too into the '60s music, um, and I don't know uh, '60s music. Not really, you know. I get all the Beach Boys stuff or whatever, but like, not really doing it for me. I'm I'm more into the like the once you get out into the water, throw on some classic rock. Uh, I, I am a big, I mean, I've had experiences where once sticks comes on, that's when all the fish start biting and that's when you catch them. So I worship the sticks gods when I'm out on the ocean. Um, and it's worked for me in the past. So, you know, as soon as, you know, blue collar man comes on or even, um, come sail away, that's, that's when all the magic starts to happen. And that's when you actually start catching fish. So. I think that captain had no idea what he's doing with the music, so that's just my opinion, and we didn't catch anything, so I think it rings true. Um, so, as of, I guess I can go into the lines of what, you know, two early predictions of what the uh, Flyers' lines might be looking like this year. Um, and uh, we'll see, because, I don't know, they got, they got a lot of old people on the uh, the team here. That are uh, like coming back or new, uh, like for instance Sean Couturier, who is my favorite player right now, um, and Cam Atkinson are supposedly back practicing, skating around. Um, I really wish I had a rock. Uh, this is the one thing I wish is I had access to the soundboard for this podcast so I could just hit it myself and make some stupid thing of finally, like, the the rock when he used to be like, finally, Sean Couturier has come back to skate around a little bit and break his back again, but hopefully that doesn't happen because that would make me very sad and upset um, because he's actually a very good player. So hopefully... Him and Cam, uh, you know, get some get their skating legs under them, some practices down, and then they can come back in and kind of pick up where they left off. Even if, you know, Couturier is playing, like, second-line center or they limit his minutes as long as you can get something from him. But, I mean, you know, you're probably going to have a line of, like, Farabee, Frost, and Tippett. Uh, Konechny, Coots, and maybe like Atkinson or Law in, and then something like Kate's, um, Kate's Law in or Atkinson, and maybe, um, maybe Forrester on the right wing, or maybe Wade Allison if he can get his injury shit together. 
Um, and then, you know, the fourth line will just be like rotating of Delorier, maybe Paling or Denoyer, um, and Garnet Hathaway, most likely. So, I mean, there's not a lot of room there um, to, you know, infuse a lot of these younger guys in the AHL, which a lot of like teams in the Flyers position, uh, usually they they in like just start letting a lot of the younger guys play. I mean, there are a lot of young guys in the lineup, but there's, you know, definitely room for some other young guys, I guess on like the bottom two lines, you could say. But I mean, other than that, it's pretty, pretty locked in. Um, and then you're going to have on the defense, most likely Travis Sanheim and Rasmus Sistelainen, which is the defense is just going to be, I feel like, in shambles this year. Um, not really looking forward to all of that. I guess, hopefully, it, you know, you're. I'm always going to hope that it's going to be playing out better than it is, but I mean, just looking at this, how it stands right now, is just a big old woof. Um, you got Sanheim and Ristolainen as your top pair. Yikes. Uh then you're going to have York is going to definitely probably definitely probably uh, be on the second pair um, with maybe someone like Mark Stahl. Um, I don't, uh, I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, and then Sealer and Walker are m- most likely going to be your, your bottom pairing. Um, unless, you know, one of either, you know, Zamula, um, Adderd challenge for that spot. Apparently Emil Andre, um, has very high expectations. He's going to be staying in North America this year. So that's going to be something to watch. He might be someone they call up like later on the season. Um, a lot of people are comparing him to Kimo Timonen, which is like a great comparison, but you know, I just I like, it's, it's, until he plays in the NHL, it's like you know really tough to compare people to like former um, like NHL greats. I mean, you know, you hope that that's how it pans out for him. I mean, I'm, I think most of the comparisons just like how he kind of plays and that he has a similar stature. He's only like five nine, maybe five ten, and is like 190 pounds, and he throws his weight around a little bit, which is good. Um, but that'll be interesting to see i mean helge grans came over in that provorov deal um he's like you know one of those guys that has all the tools uh he's big he can skate he can move the puck um but he's some a lot of people have made comparisons to phil myers with him that his his game processing might not be that great so we'll see how that shakes out um and then you know you have like ethan Sampson who's starting down there uh, for the first year, uh, he's a, a former sixth round pick. So, I mean, even, um, uh, the Phantoms defense, like they have a lot of guys that, that are down there too. And then, you know, someone like Adam Yinning, people are saying like, he's a dark horse to make the team just because he's like the new Stedzo Glensky of just, that's all he's good at and brings a very calm and steadying presence on the blue line. So who knows, um, if that's something they they decide to go with, um, but you know, 
it's all too early and you know there's still a couple of weeks to come around and we'll see how this all shakes out but at least hockey season's somewhat back and there's you know things to watch if you're into that um and football's back and uh the phillies are most likely going to the playoffs so that's gonna be fun um and you know uh go birds um this is gonna be the end of the episode i don't really have much else to talk about other than the co-host of this show jeff uh stinks um and I hope he shot a 120 in his golf game today. Um, thank you for listening. Um, phillygoat.com. I don't even know what our promo code is, but go there and get a shirt. Um, I believe it's just MP or MNP, something like that. And uh, he's probably going to splice all that before the episode. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at MPFlyersPod. And I don't even know if that's actually the right Twitter. Hold on. And I'm not going to stop this. I'm going to live look it up. I have no no access to the Twitter account. Um, let's see. So, <laughs> our Twitter account is... Yes, MP Flyers Pod. There you go. At MP Flyers Pod. You can find us there. Uh, we're on Spotify, all the listening platforms. Um, you can write us on Twitter if you'd like. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this almost half an hour episode of me just rambling on by myself. Um, and who knows? Maybe we'll do more of these because Jeff likes to big time me. Um, But that's it, everybody. Have a great night, great day, great evening, great morning, whenever you're listening to this, and I'll talk to you later.